Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Finally, I cannot overstate how shocked I am by the targeting of protesters who oppose the construction of the Atlanta Public Safety Training Center or Cop City, and I urge the department to investigate these obvious violations of civil rights. These may all seem like unrelated issues, but to me, to my constituents, to countless advocates, and to people who are most directly impacted, they are interconnected, and they all speak to whether the department under your leadership will advance justice or simply pay lip service to it. That's Cori Bush speaking to Merrick Garland, the attorney general. She is the congresswoman in the St. Louis area who can't believe that when Antifa attacked the police training center in Atlanta, that people are going to get charged. On January 6th, everyone should be charged and their parents should be charged. But you go about attacking, just trying to uh, destroy a construction site for a proposed police training facility, 150 people or more. You don't get charged? She's shocked by this? I don't bandy about the the, the term communist just because, you know, it's some buzzword. These Marxists are who they are. Totally uh, believers in, in the destruction. Everything you do is criminal. Everything they do is is for the people. And if you say anything about it, well, you're a racist. Go on, throw around racist some more. Let's see if it has any impact. It shouldn't. It's not my fault that people like Representative Cory Bush have destroyed the word and given it no meaning. But the word has no meaning. Doesn't matter if she calls you a racist. Who cares? She doesn't think people who engage in violence should be charged if she likes them. That's precious. Tony Katz, did I say hello? 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Right now, what is being followed is a move by the Department of Homeland Security. This move by DHS is offering work permits and deportation protection to 470,000 Venezuelans. The Biden administration announced this on Wednesday. It was will offer up um, these permits and these deportation protections. The move to redesignate Venezuela for temporary protected status allows migrants to apply for deportation protections if they have arrived for a certain date. This applies to nationals who were in the United States on or before July 31st. So if we were to translate the issues that you're seeing at the border, which right now are at a fevered pitch, they're about to get worse because the Biden administration just announced to Venezuelans, yeah, sure, make the trek. Oh, you sneak into the country illegally, but we'll probably extend this another time and reauthorize it. So you'll be allowed to stay too. We have a backlog of millions when it comes to hearings 
for citizenship or to at least be in the country, I should say, not citizenship. And now we're adding fuel to the fire. A horrific problem, destroying cities, obliterating uh, the resources we have at the border, and this administration is saying, more please. This cannot be seen as people who like the country, respect the country, and want to see the country thrive. There's a difference between Democrats and Republicans. Now, sometimes there's not enough of a difference. We all see this. But on this subject, on this border subject, there is obviously a difference. Republicans have not done enough on the border. I don't know what they're waiting for. But we got to start voting for people who will do the job and voting out the people who don't. First term. You don't get a second bite at the apple. Everybody running for office. This is the subject. If they don't do it, they're out. And it has to start with, we're shutting the thing down. And that's the, I would run on that. I would run on, we're shutting this down until we have a plan in place. And the plan is multifaceted. We'll be discussing that in the weeks ahead. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So if I have the TikTok right, Stellantis is laying off 300 workers in Kokomo on day six now of the United Auto Workers strike. Because not only is is the strike affecting uh, the ability to make vehicles, it's certainly affecting future uh, needs. It's affecting uh, parts that are coming in. If cars are not being made in Missouri, in Toledo, Ohio, in in Detroit, they're telling the, 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 the parts people, hey, we don't need X, Y, and Z. And if you don't need certain things, then other people at plants across the country might not be needed because you can't utilize the part because you're not ordering the part because the other plants aren't using them. And you create this, this larger issue. There's also huge issues that General Motors is having with the union because the union has been screwing with the big three. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. General Motors infuriated over a flow of misinformation. And that misinformation could be either leading to just just flat out uh, falsehoods in terms of the negotiation or an attempt to cost General Motors and others money to try and hurt them in this in this strike. But after Stellantis, formerly Fiat Chrysler, laid off 300 workers in Kokomo, they announced a new contract offer. So they're still trying to get this done. The United Auto Workers started by wanting a 40% pay increase. They wanted a four-day work week. They wanted more retiree benefits, and they wanted what's known as COLA, cost-of-living adjustments, uh, they want to have a pay go up just as inflation goes up, et cetera. I, I'm, I'm half saying that part right. Uh, I'm going to just say cost of living increase, and I'll leave other people to some nitty-gritty details. I'll try and bring it to you. The uh, 
Big three have said, yeah, we're not doing all of that, but they have offered 21% pay increases. Certainly, I don't think there's any going to be cost of living increases. I don't think that's going to come and be part of a contract. I don't know how the four-day work week would work. I don't think that's going to come. I think the big sticking point is going to be these retiree benefits and exactly how great they can be, how much uh, the UAW thinks they can grow them. So there's a back and forth here. We're on day six, and there is nothing that says to me, I think we're we on day seven now. There's nothing that says to me that this is close to being done. Now, that doesn't mean there couldn't be an announcement 35 minutes from now saying, yep, we got it all covered, everything's, everyone's back to work. I just don't see it. And I'm not quite sure who does. You are starting to see layoffs. You will see more layoffs. And I assume that tomorrow, because they said Friday was the day, we'll see more plants go on strike. They took people out of certain plants and put them on strike across all three of the of the big three auto manufacturers. Instead of just targeting one auto manufacturer, which is usually how the UAW works. They're going across the board, and they're going to continue. We will keep our eyes on the story. Hunter Biden has been denied showing up to court virtually. Clearly, the man did not want to wear pants. Hunter Biden, the gun charge where he has pled not guilty. He was denied a request from the judge to appear virtually for his arraignment was I just as an aside uh, a I did not know you could appear virtually uh, and b why for 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 what reason would you want to what he he can't get away from his very busy schedule of being a mooch he 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 can't get away from his extremely extremely busy day of losing his laptop what what is he doing that he doesn't have the time? What is he do? How busy is he watching old episodes of Bob Ross saying, why can't I make this tree? How? I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. But clearly the judge agreed with me. He's like, you're not that busy. You're not. You're, 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 you're not that busy. You, you, can, you can show up. It'll give you something to do. It'll give you something to do. You get some sunlight, a little vitamin D. It wouldn't hurt you, kid. You're looking ashen. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt at all. So he's showing up. Any other defendant would be required to attend his or her initial appearance in person. So too here. Now, some people said, you know, it should be it would be special treatment if you let him do this virtually. Again, I didn't know you could do that kind of thing virtually. I could argue there could be reasons for it to be virtual and maybe not an idea of special treatment. And even though it's clear that Hunter Biden has gotten special treatment in the past and may very well in the future, he is also the son of the president and uh, that may require certain different levels of security. That said, he's showing up. He's showing up and oh, we all just can't wait for that. I have the full breakdown of Merrick Garland's appearance 
in front of the Judiciary Committee yesterday. Uh, I don't, I don't want to argue that it went bad for him, but it certainly didn't go good for him. I argue that it went bad for us. This is just ridiculous dog and pony show. The Attorney General showing up, uh, speaking uh, to this committee, and and not really answering uh, questions. I mean, this was. Uh, Congressman Johnson, Mike Johnson of, of Louisiana, asking Merrick Garland. Can you tell us about any briefings or discussions that you personally have had with Mr. Weiss regarding any and all federal investigations of Hunter Biden? I'm going to say again, I promised the Senate that I would not interfere with Mr. Weiss. So you have not, I'm just under oath today, your testimony is you have not had any discussions with Mr. Weiss about this matter? Under oath, my testimony today is that I promised that the, uh, the Senate I would not um, intrude in his investigation. I do not intend to discuss the deliber- internal Justice Department uh, deliberations, whether or not I had them. Oh, okay. So your, your testimony today is you're not going to tell us whether you've had discussions with Mr. Weiss. My testimony today is I told the committee that I would not interfere. I made clear that Mr. Weiss would have the authority to bring cases that he thought were appropriate. Okay. Mr. Weiss's letter. Right. Okay, let me stop you. For, for a second time, sir, are you aware that FBI officials have come before this committee and they have stated that there was a cumbersome bureaucratic process that Mr. Weiss had to go through to bring charges in another judicial district? You know that? I'm not aware, but that's not true. There's nothing cumbersome about the process. So those whistleblowers. Um, I, I like uh, Congressman Johnson. Uh, I, I do. I think that he's very... He's not the gotcha guy in Congress. He's not looking for the soundbite. He's just kind of rational and in, in his approach, and I appreciate it. And so you understand it. Merrick Garland clearly said, I'm not going to tell you if I spoke to him or not. I'm telling you that I told this committee I wouldn't talk to David Weiss, the special counsel, looking at the Hunter Biden on the gun charge. But I'm not going to tell you if I actually did talk to him. Anybody who trusts Merrick Garland is out of their mind. You listen to Merrick Garland and you realize, my God, lawyers do need to get slapped. I'll get emails, but, oh, it's so gross. Also, don't go around slapping your lawyer. A little bit of advice from me to you. Bob Iger is the CEO of Disney, and Disney... Think of, of all the things that they're dealing with at, at the moment. You've got uh, the increase in prices in Disney Plus and Hulu and whether or not that's actually connecting with people or you've got people leaving the subscription service because, after all, there are so many subscription services. And then there's a whole thing about whether or not these services are offering live sports in a way that is compelling. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Producer Jonathan had sent me over this these, these statistics, and I'm still going through to kind of understand them, about what offers sports, what platforms offer live sports, how are they offering it? Because that still moves people. For all of the, you can schedule your viewing anytime you want, you can't schedule sports. Sports is destination. And it hasn't changed. People do not watch the game ipso facto. They watch the game when the game is on. And sports determines scheduling. It is, it is amazing. 
It's factual. So uh, the people at Disney are dealing with that. The people at Disney are, are dealing with what they did uh, vis-a-vis uh, woke culture. Oh, we're going to make sure the movie has plenty of this kind of character and that kind of character. It doesn't matter if the character moves the plot line, but just uh, we need we need this gay character and this trans character and this, this, and that, that, and the other. As long as it adds to the to the film, no one cares. Putting it in for the sake of putting it in, super duper weird. And you should not do that. And Disney hurt itself. And the videos that came out hurt. Now, the, as the story goes, that Iger, Bob Iger, who took over for Bob Chapek, who screwed the pooch, didn't... Didn't make Indiana look good right there, did you, Bob Chapek? Bob Iger telling investors the company will, quote, quiet the noise, unquote, in a culture war. The statement, which was included in an analyst report from a group called Needham Media, a woman by the name of Laura Martin, was part of an investor's presentation at the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando where the CEO announced Disney will double its investment in theme parks and cruise ships over the next decade. That's a big investment into the concept of experiences, which is what people are looking for. They, they, if, if we're going to have problems with the streaming business, if we're going to have problems with certain levels of profitability in the content side, we can at least create opportunities on the experience side. But I want to go back to the statement, quiet the noise. Quiet the noise does not mean that Disney looked at what happened, said, oh, yeah, we shouldn't do that anymore and change course. Quiet the noise means we are going to try and keep our names out of the news. We are not necessarily going to change what we do. We're going to try and ensure that people don't notice as much what we do. Quiet the noise is not a conversation of, man, man, our audience really doesn't want us doing X, Y, and Z. It's, it, it's quiet the noise means, hey, man, uh, we should make sure our audience doesn't notice we're doing X, Y, and Z. That's what it is. That's what they said. Keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out. By the way, I full, full disclosure, I do not own Disney stock, uh, although I may have something in a in a, a, a investment or a retirement fund, four hundred one k that does own Disney stock. I actually haven't looked. I don't. I personally, I own no Disney stock. Um, some people probably tell you it's a great buy. I I have no idea. I'm not the guy you go to for stock advice. But this is not a statement that one should be uh, turned on by. Oh, no. Oh, no. For Iger, that's pretty cheap. He should be asked to explain what that means. Tony Katz, that's me. 93 WIBC. Good morning. Headline. I wonder what you're thinking. What's with the pick, Jonathan? What do you mean? The music pick. You don't like it? What, what am I listening to? This is Adeline by The Dip. I understand your inhibitions. But listen to me, please, and I will ease your mind. 
think I like it. Honestly, this is sweet loving music right here. It is. I'm gonna. I need to excuse myself. Because I don't. I don't. I don't think what happens next can happen on the radio. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning, Matt Bear with your traffic producer, Jonathan, behind the board. Kurt Darling and Ryan Hedrick in the newsroom. Russell Brand is innocent until proven guilty, and I don't even like the guy. But anybody who thinks Russell Brand is not innocent until proven guilty can go to hell. That's it. It's as simple as that. You have got multiple women saying he... uh, abused me here or sexual harassment here but it's happening now it's all coming out now every news story you can think of coming out now about russell brand a guy you knew a decade ago was a jerk i don't care that he's having conversations about free speech now i mean good for him but he is what he is I didn't like him then, I don't like him now. But I never once thought that he shouldn't be allowed to say things or make a living. But now since he's questioning vaccines, talking about the importance of free speech, now all of a sudden, he's accused of this, that, and the other. I'm not even saying he did it. I'm not saying he didn't do it. I am saying he's innocent until proven guilty, and you don't take away a man's livelihood because of some allegations. And no, I don't believe all women. I take a look at things individually and ask, what is the data? I'm a grown-up. I'm not an emotional freak child like way too many people in America. Way too many people around the globe. Russell Brand is a British comic. And there's an investigation by the Sunday Times, the Times, and Channel 4 dispatches. These are all out of the UK. Saying the allegations include rape, sexual assault, emotional abuse between 2006 and 2013. So when he was at the height of his fame and nothing ever came out, but now that he has been more and more accepted by the political right, here come these accusations. We note the timing, and it does matter a a great deal. But you have the UK Parliament reaching out to groups like YouTube, well, not YouTube, to Rumble, which is a video service, saying you should take Russell Brand off your platform because of these allegations. YouTube already disgustingly demonetized Russell Brand. It's an allegation. Innocent until proven guilty, and YouTube said, nah, we're just going to take him down. We literally can get as close to child porn in some of these social media sites as can be. Various states of undress doing these nonsense dances, which is not talent. It's not talent. That's all there is to it. They can all be up there. Russell Brand can't, get, can't make money off of it. 
the uh, the Parliament in the United Kingdom wrote to Rumble, the video sharing service where you can find my stuff, Tony Katz on Rumble, telling them to take down Russell Brand. The CEO, Chris Pavlovsky, responded uh, in part by saying, although it may be politically and socially easier for Rumble to join a cancel culture mob, doing so would be a violation of our company's values and mission. We emphatically reject the UK Parliament's demands. Right. Because the UK Parliament is despicable. Disgusting. Immoral, and as you can now understand, they don't see things the way we do. They do not value free speech like Americans do. We are different. And for the record, we are better. Russell Brand is innocent until proven guilty. And anybody who doesn't believe in that standard isn't worth knowing they can go to hell. I didn't say you had to like him. I didn't say you had to listen to his content. But platforms should demonetize him or take him off because of allegations? That's not America. And certainly Great Britain is not America. And not actually that great.